Do you ever feel like you're in a never-ending cycle of snacks and meals? We get it. That's why we're excited to share Home Threads, the ultimate solution for creating a stylish and functional family space. At HomeThreads.com, discover furniture that can handle the chaos of family life. From wipeable dining chairs to kitchen tables and light fixtures. Or you can just freshen up your kitchen with trays, counter lamps, decor, and other affordable accents that will help you update your kitchen into a room you love spending time in. Head over to HomeThreads.com slash D-I-J-F-Y, short for Dinner and I Just Feed You, to get a code for 15% off your first order. Because if you're going to be feeding them three times a day, plus snacks, you deserve a home that feeds your style. HomeThreads, love where you live. That's HomeThreads.com backslash D-I-J-F-Y today to get 15% off your first order. This episode is brought to you with support from Whole Foods. As a resident Greek girl, I am a sucker for Mediterranean flavors and want you to taste the Mediterranean too. Go to Whole Foods Market now and save on regionally inspired products through March 19th. Find sales on animal welfare certified meat, including boneless, skinless, air-chilled chicken breast, bone-in beef short ribs, ground lamb, and more. Save on whole bronzini and sustainable wild-caught sockeye salmon. And stock up on Mediterranean essentials like feta cheese crumbles, whole wheat pita pockets, and if you're over 21, wines from Spain, Greece, and Italy. Grab your ingredients and experiment with family-friendly Mediterranean cuisine today. Think Greek-style ground lamb pitas, lemony oven-roasted chicken, or bronzino, or instant pot short ribs braised in wine. All simple and delicious. Taste the Mediterranean now at Whole Foods Market. The thing that I love about doing bowls for dinner is that everyone gets like exactly what they want. And also weirdly, it's kind of like a meal prep thing. Like if I make a big batch of rice and I cook a whole pound or a pound and a half or two pounds of either the tofu or the ground meat and then like chop up all these vegetables, then I have lunches for the whole rest of the week in some form. Welcome to Didn't I Just Feed You, a podcast about feeding kids. Hi, I'm Stacy, And I'm Megan. Today, we are checking in after summer break to share what we've been cooking and eating this summer, which are, those are like some of the most popular episodes. People are nosy. People <laughs> <laughs> want to know what we're eating and drinking. <sighs> they are kind of nosy. I'm nosy. But I'm also really nosy. Yeah, like I get it. I that like isn't your Instagram saves and like your Pinterest board. All of that is like being inspired by what other people are cooking in a different way. Totally. So I get it. Are you do you consider yourself a nosy person? Oh hell yes. Yeah, so am I. Like I'm a full on nosy person. Yeah. I don't even pretend like not I like I am not. I don't like drama. Like I don't like my any own personal drama. I avoid it at all costs, which is why I like tell people how I really feel. Yeah. And I'm like very direct in that way. Doesn't that but cause drama though? Usually not. If oh. you just say like, hey, I'm annoyed that you did this or like it hurt my feelings that you did this, 90% of the time people are like, Oh, I didn't even realize. And then it's just like clears that it clears there yeah and you don't yeah although my husband would be like you're just always nagging me i'm like no i'm just telling you <laughs> i'm just being truthful i'm just being but, honest so i don't like personal drama but i love other people's drama that's like so give me funny. the hot tea 
Because I'm nosy about other people's drama too, for sure. Don't get me wrong. But I'm also just nosy. Like, I'm very curious about how, pe- how other people live. Like, I'm that mom who gets psyched when a new kid comes into one of my kids' orbit and invites yeah. my kid over to their house so that I can go into their home. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I'll do pickup. You know, I actually can think of a time when Mike was like, oh, I can pick him up on my way home from work. That's easy. Yeah, I was like, no, nah, it's, it. it's good. I, I'm on it. Because <laughs> I knew he won't, like... It, find his way into the house yeah also they just don't pay attention the same way right like no, definitely I'm not, not. it's definitely not like a judgment thing but i'm when i go into other people's houses i'm always like checking out their decor and like how totally. do they organize their 100%. family stuff like where do backpacks live how do you handle like the 27 water bottles that are always hanging around the house like I'm trying to learn from you as much as I'm like being nosy. Totally. And I would say I would also describe myself as pretty curious. Yes. And very curious about people. So I'm just like, it isn't, it isn't judging. Like, honestly, I'm a judgy person too. That's another issue. But (laughs) we might have to say that for a whole other episode. That's like, but that's not, not in this realm. Like not when it comes to this. Like, I'm just so curious about how people live. I actually, for a long time when I was young, like 11 and 12 years old, I thought I was going to be a real estate broker because I just really like had this urge and desire to go into people's homes. That's funny. Yeah. I just like love, I also love homes. I used to design like homes, like draw them out and stuff. I was really obsessed with sunken living rooms. I thought that was like the pinnacle of- Sunken rooms are super cool. (laughs) I want one. It just goes towards like my 70s mom style goals. I don't know if everyone knows that, but like I most identify with Kitty Foreman from that 70s show. (laughs) And that's always like my style goal. Uh, <laughs> a balance of being like sort of a hippie, but also not giving a rip. That's it. That's what I want. Um, uh, but a real I thought, estate agent, like that doesn't yeah. surprise me. Yeah. I just really wanted to go into people's houses. Like that was my thing. So I guess for other people, like it's kind of knowing what we eat and yeah, what we're feeding like our kids right? like, is tapping into that same like urge and curiosity about other people. Yeah. I hope that doing these quarterly makes it so it's like not obnoxious how often we're doing it, but it's like enough that you get a taste. I mean, we both cook things on repeat, like all year round or even sometimes like just for a whole season. So hopefully it's helpful. I think I have some repeats from when we talked at the like beginning of summer, like what we were excited to eat, but also some new things as we're like heading into August. It's so hot. Oh my gosh. It's going to be 104 today in Boise. Ooh, hot. Hot. I feel like before we jump in, we just need to give the like very quick reminder that you should subscribe where you're listening. And if you have an extra minute, leave us a rating and review. They do so much for our mental health when people are like, this is the best. Or even when people are like, not for me, it gives us there's one, there's one review that's not that <laughs> says that. Counting? But who's counting? But we never will we never forget it. Um <laughs> all right, Cece, I wanna know, are you ready? to tell us what you're cooking and eating or what the best things you ate this summer okay. were. So I actually don't, I have been, okay, I think I mentioned this at some point, maybe on one of our Instagram lives. We are at Didn't I Just Feed You? We go live. We try to go live every Thursday night. It isn't always possible, but anyway, (laughs) 
um, since it's like a fun, unscripted thing, it's just something that we try our best to do. And I think I mentioned that I was in a real cooking lull. And then there were three weeks between us going to the beach so that we could socially distance be near my mom and then going to this other rental place in the country where I am at the very moment. And when I was home, I got really excited about cooking again. And as soon as I got to this rental, I felt, I don't know, I feel really lazy again about cooking. Um, Partly because peak late summer, fantastic, fantastic produce. So tomatoes are beautiful. Eating them with just a little bit of um, Brightland olive oil. So Brightland is a brand that I really, really love. Both of their olive oils are really delicious. I think one is called Alive. The other is called Awake. And they're both delicious, but Awake is my favorite. And it's perfect on tomatoes right now. So I'll just make a lot of tomato cucumber salads. If you don't like Brightland or it's just too much to, you know. Can I ask a question about sure. Brightland? Have you tried? Because now they have a couple of vinegars also. And those are like on my wish list to try. Mine too. So I haven't, I don't need to restock quite yet. But I was thinking that I might splurge on a bottle next time when I, because I look so good. You know, and it is a splurge. So even if that's not something like if you feel like it's too much to spend money on olive oil, like super good olive oil or to like mail order, it seems like a whole thing that you don't feel like engaging in. Just get like some really good olive oil that you find at the supermarket or a local specialty store. Flaky salt. I've always known about Jacobson Salt Company. And like I've seen them in gourmet stores and I've picked up their regular flaky sea salt, but I actually placed an order with them recently and got the chili lime salt, which is delicious and great on really like simple summer produce, especially corn with butter. Freaking delicious. Watermelon salad, a lot of quick pickled onions, like keeping them for real. Like I say that I always have them in my fridge, but I'll have them for a few weeks and then I'll lapse. I won't make a batch and whatever. But I know. Like, have we ever shared a recipe for quick pickled onions? I feel did. I was thinking about that recently. Like we talk about it all the time and we both have like ways that we do it at home. But have we ever shared a recipe? No. Well, let's maybe do that. I have okay. the recipe that I use on stacybillis.com and I'll link to it again in, t- in this week's show notes. Great. But you should share your recipe and your method with on Dean I Just Feed You. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. So watermelon feta, quick pickled onion, again, great sea salt and great olive oil is delicious. Inspired by Phyllis Grant of At Dash and Bella. Uh, I think that's her handle, but now she really more goes by Phyllis Grant. Um, And she wrote a book that is getting rave reviews that I really, really want to check out. Um, Whenever it is, I'll find time to read again. (laughs) It's a different story. Yeah, it's called Everything is Under Control. Yes. 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 And she makes the most amazing salads. I'm always like, oh, I bookmark them all the time. And she makes these really great, like, I don't even know that she calls them vinaigrettes, but she's always like a salad of this and this and that with sherry vinegar and lemon zest and a squeeze of fresh lime and a dash of fish sauce. So I've just been playing a lot with my vinegars and citruses and using zest in a lot of these simple salads and using a lot of fish sauce recently, just the splash to really create really bold flavors that have a lot of tension to just pair up with these very simple seasonal vegetables. 
I've been doing something. I actually just posted about how much I'm missing Greece. I don't know why. It's not like I go every single year, but I'm missing travel, I think. And Greece is just feels like a home place to me. And I found some pictures from a trip several years ago. And I remember that Greek people will take zucchini, like whole zucchini. You just trim the bottom and the tops. Maybe you half it if it's really big and you boil it, right? Which sounds like not that great. <laughs> and then when you take it out, it's really soft, boiled all the way through. And then you douse it again in good olive oil, lemon juice, and some salt. And it's delicious. And then like slice it up. So I've been doing a bit of that. I feel like boiling is one of those really underrated cooking techniques. Like I understand that it takes a quite a bit of water, but like boiled corn is really good. Yeah. Zucchini is really good. Boiled broccoli, boiled green beans. Like I can think of so many vegetables that like their texture is improved by boiling and then doing just that, like dousing them in butter or a vinaigrette or putting spices on afterwards because they're almost yes. like more absorbent after you yes. drain them. Yes. And they take on so much flavor and the texture, it can be incredible. Yeah. And like while it's still hot so that the oil and the lemon juice like really seep in. Yeah. That helps it kind of infuse the vegetable. And then also you let it sit for a little while and then it kind of all those flavors come together. Right. Like you don't have to eat it hot in the middle of in the middle of August on a 104 degree day. (laughs) So speaking of boiling, another salad that I associate, I think it's a Greek salad. I really don't know, but my mom made it anyway. You would boil like regular potatoes, like Idaho potatoes, peeled, boiled, just until they're fork tender all the way through, and then cut them up into pieces with fresh summer tomatoes that you cut up around the same size, you know, like two inch chunks of the tomato, of the potato, then thin slices of red onion, olive oil again, lemon again, and red wine vinegar. And that's it. And then you keep that in the fridge. Like my mom would make a huge batch and just keep it in the fridge for like three days. And every day it gets even better because you'd make a lot of that dressing, a lot of olive oil, a lot of red wine vinegar, a lot of lemon and salt. And then like it, it's almost like the potatoes start to soak that vinaigrette in over the course of multiple days. The tomatoes get a little soggy, but it kind of works. So I've been making that salad a lot too. Roasting, roasting a lot of apricots and nectarines. So um, one of my latest is having apricots, quartering nectarines, putting them in like a baking dish, olive oil, a ton of Aleppo pepper, like sherry vinegar, a little squeeze of lemon, some lemon zest if I have it, crumbling feta on it sometimes. Um, good olive oil. Did I say that already? And then roasting it until they're just tender and the juices start to run. And then eating that with either pita bread or baguette. That's I been a really good one. I love that so much. And someone recently cooked it and shared, because like you've talked about this before, this sort of like roasting summer fruit with a sharp cheese on it. Yeah. Someone in the listeners group was like, I yes. made this and yes. it is the best thing I've eaten all summer. So yeah. I need to do that. I'm going to add it to my to cook list. For it's sure. so yummy. A lot of hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> love, love that hot dog episode. <laughs> 
a lot of hot dogs, and I still don't have an air fryer, guys. But the air fryer corn dogs that we shared in our newsletter, are you guys subscribed? Every week we're sending out recipes that we don't share anywhere else. We kind of developed it in tandem, like you did the heavy lifting because you have the air fryer. But um, I drew from my recipe for the baked corn dog bites that I have in Make It Easy. And then I also have on my website, I'll link to it. So it got me back into making those too. And making corn dog bites. So yummy. Those are so good. My kids have asked like three times if we can make them again. Yeah. And we cut the the corn dogs or the hot dogs in half. So they fit better in smaller air fryers too, which then you'll have to like air fry them in batches. But you can totally bake them. And the fact that they're like a little corn dog just makes them like way more fun and appealing. At least to my kids, they're like, yeah, I'm going to eat three. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. Go for it. (laughs) A lot of burgers. So many burgers. Chicken so burgers many burgers from Winner Winner Chicken Dinner or just all kinds of burgers? No. For some reason, when I hit the grill and it's summertime, it's like old school beef burgers. Like, been getting great ground beef, making big old patties, and then like melting cheese on them. Just a lot of like a grill and regular burgers with pepper jack. We like them with pepper jack, mayo, ketchup. Oh, speaking of mayo, I recently found a source for Duke's Mayo in New York City. Yes. So I had actually found one before, but it's like a specialty shop that's kind of out of the way for me. But like a major grocery retailer near me has sells Dukes. it. Oh, my yeah. God. I'm so jealous. I'm still <laughs> ordering mine on Amazon. Oh, I'm like it really like I end up using mayo for more because I'm like, oh, yeah, you're like, oh, I have it. Yeah. Use it up. (laughs) Yeah, totally. So um, I've been making a lot of macaroni tuna salad. I mentioned this on our Instagram live, but Oliver loves it. I can make a big batch that we keep in the fridge. And over the course of like three days, it's gone like between either lunches or having like an already made side to go with the burgers and dogs. You know, and then I'll just like throw a quick spinach salad together and dinner is dinner. Um, I think that's it. I just want to say about the pasta salad that we have a whole pasta episode. We have a whole summer sides episode and we do talk in depth about pasta salad. We did say that we were going <laughs> to try to make pasta, cold pasta salad with spaghetti trend. We have not yet tried that. No, if I really wait, like if did we're we really, really say that? Yeah, we really did. We Gosh, really joked. I don't remember anything we say in recordings. We really joked that we were going to do that. And like, I, mean, I we actually could. thought about it when I made my, I went, I was at the market. <laughs> I was like, should I get the spaghetti for the pasta salad? And then I couldn't bring myself to do it. Um, <sighs> it's not too late. It's not too late. It's not too late. But I've been experimenting with a combination of instead of relish, which sometimes I use, um, like a sweeter relish, I like it more sour, I realized. So I've been chopping up cornichon, which is a little bit of a pain in the ass, but anyway, and pepperoncini, and then mm. using a little of the pepperoncini juice in the dressing as well. So it's like a little bit spicy, but little and spicy, very little tangy, bright, yes. tangy. Yes, all those words. Yeah, there you go. So okay. I talked a lot. I think we should take a break talking about cheeseburgers and pepper jack. Do you know yes, what I use I on my burgers? I was about to ask you: Are you using Cabot pepper jack? Because it is freaking good. It is so delicious. It actually has like a nice little kick. It does. I'm so happy to have Cabot back as a sponsor for this back to school. <laughs> season. Let's hear from them. 
This fall, more than ever, we're looking to pack our fridge with ingredients that give us maximum flexibility when feeding our families. And the number one ingredient on our shopping list always? Cheese! <laughs> Cabot Creamery has been a longtime favorite of ours for making award-winning cheeses available at conventional supermarkets and at regular supermarket prices. From shredded cheeses to make everything from homemade pizza to enchiladas to snack sticks and cracker cuts for packed lunches and grab-and-go snacking, Cabot always has a cheese that makes it easy. And the cherry on top, or should I say the melted cheese on top? Mm. <laughs> Cabot is a farm family-owned co-op that gives back 100% of their profits to the farmers that produce their fantastic cheeses and is a certified B Corporation dedicated to sustainability. Check out this week's show notes for our favorite Cabot cheeses and visit cabotcheese.coop. That's cabotcheese.coop to learn more about Cabot Creamery and find a retailer near you. All right, Megan, I want to know what you and your family are eating. So this is so fun. I love doing these episodes. It's, this is exactly why we do them, because as you were like sharing all of your no cook salads that you're doing or like low cook, right? Like the Greek potato salad is definitely a low cook thing. I was just over here furiously taking notes. <laughs> I'm like, like oh, I'm going to do I that am, too. I'm going to do yeah, that too. Okay. I'm definitely doing that. Definitely roasting some peaches or plums with some cheese. Ooh, doing it. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I said this on an Instagram live we did together recently in the Facebook group that, you know, we moved from Georgia to Idaho and Georgia's, Georgia has great peaches. Actually, like a lot of the great peaches that you eat in Georgia come from South Carolina, which is like a whole other thing. But I have had incredible stone fruit since we've moved to Boise. Like the sweetest plums, the juiciest peaches, the best cherries. I just didn't realize that this was a region that grows a lot of stone fruit. And then Oregon is also super close. And like Oregon is famous for their berries, like their huckleberries, their blueberries, their raspberries, their strawberries. So we've also just like been eating a ton of fruit watermelon. I mean, just straight up. But sometimes I like to do a little snack where I take plums and have them and do like a dollop of Greek yogurt, a drizzle of all like a good olive oil. I do not have not tried the Brightland olive oil, but it's definitely on my wish list. And then do cocoa nibs on top of the yogurt. And it's like this and a little bit of salt. And it's like this sweet and savory snack. I said at the beginning of the summer that this was the summer of sandwiches, and we truly have lived up to that. We've done so many, like, just cold-cut sandwiches. I feel like the last three weeks, we've basically had BLT night twice a week. Like, it's the tomatoes are so good right now. So, 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 so good. (laughs) um, Someone, oh, we'll, we'll have to link to their IG handle because I cannot think of it right now, but this, like woman who's like another food writer she made my oven dried tomatoes from kitchen and then turned them into cream cheese to put on like bagels and blts and i totally stole that idea i was like that is the best idea because if you have tomatoes especially like you know you know maybe i'm the only one who does this i'm at the market or i'm placing my farmer's market order and the tomatoes like especially the cherry tomatoes look so good and i think like that we'll eat 
twice as many as we actually do. So then I always have like a few, like (laughs) a whole, I say a few, but like more like a whole pint left over. And one of the things that you can do is put them in a low oven with olive oil and like some herbs and sort of dry them out and make these like preserve. They're super jammy little tomatoes, which you can put on pasta sauce. You can put them on toast, fold them into scrambled eggs. They're so good. But I had not thought to turn them into a spread with either cream cheese or butter. And it is so, so good. Also on repeat forever and ever tomato and mayonnaise sandwiches or tomato and mayonnaise toast, like a piece of really good sourdough bread, a heavy swipe of Duke's mayo, sliced tomatoes. And then I love Jacobson sea salt and I've been using their smoked. It's like an Alderwood smoked sea salt that go to put on top of like my tomato and toast. It's just so good. And my kids are actually into that for the first time this summer. And they like that as a snack to do like toast and tomatoes. We have, I have personally been on a smoothie jag. I mentioned this in in a recent live. You do smoothies like almost every day. Uh, I'm used to. I got to get back on that real quick. Yeah. I would say I'm doing like three or four smoothie days a week. And then like on the weekends when there's more time for breakfast, I'm cooking more like an egg and bacon breakfast. But um, I've been using Catherine McCord's book, The Smoothie Project, a ton, which we have a whole episode with Catherine from January about her book. And there's one that's like a peanut butter and jelly inspired smoothie. And so it has peanut butter powder milk or like, you know, non-dairy milk, whatever you want to use. Raspberries, there's spinach in it. I add chia seeds. Um, Sometimes to make it a little more filling, I'll add whole oats or even oat flour if I have some hanging around. And that's been one of my favorites. And then there's also this like it's from Cooking Light. It's called like a berry green smoothie and it uses like frozen mixed berries, which I bought a ton of at Costco. And I'm just like, how can I use these up? And it has like orange juice to sweeten it and a ton of spinach, Greek yogurt. It's so good. I don't know. I've just been really on a smoothie jag. And then this is like blender related, but not for breakfast. You got me in our frozen treats episode wrapped up in the idea of slushies. So I think of a slushie as different than a smoothie because it's like it's way more fruit. It's usually like fruit and like a little bit of water or sometimes we use lemonade if we have any in the house and like some additional ice. And it's like just the cold, like a cold, refreshing treat. We've done the combination of frozen watermelon and blueberries. Most most Ooh, often it makes the so prettiest, smart. prettiest purple color. It's super hydrating and it is very delicious if you add gin. Do you not oh, for the children? Sweet. Do you <laughs> do you sweeten it with anything? I don't. I find that the um well, I guess sometimes when we're using lemonade, there is either maple syrup or simple syrup in our lemonade. Okay. But generally, like no, I'm not having to like additionally sweet sweeten it if the watermelon is really sweet. I'm literally gonna go cut up the watermelon that's on the counter and freeze half of it with some of the blueberries in the fridge to make that tonight it's seriously so good and like the kids beg for them now i can't it's you know the frozen watermelon does an incredible thing for the texture of it it makes it like almost like uh like a true slushy or even a shave a shaved ice like it's a super fine texture once you blend it but it is kind of a pain in the 
like cut up the watermelon and let it freeze. Like, how come no one sells frozen watermelon? Like yeah, all the other fruits come frozen. Yes. You're so right. So wait, just talk us through it because I'm going to make it. So I want to make sure I know how to do it. Okay. You Maybe do this frozen is the watermelon. Recipe. Frozen yeah. watermelon. And we have, and fro- like right now when we, again, it's like the tomato thing where anytime there's berries at the farmer's market that I can put in my farmer's market order, yes. I'm like, yes, we'll eat a whole flat of yeah. blueberries. <laughs> and then we don't. So I just stick them in the freezer, which blueberries yep. are so great because they're one of the fruit few fruits that like you literally can just like throw the clamshell 100%. in the freezer because the they have a natural... Um, coating. Yeah. I want to say it's called a spumoni, but that is not the right word. (laughs) Okay. So I freeze the watermelon. I do freeze the watermelon on a, on a piece of parchment, um, on a baking sheet because it's like super sticky and it kind of like weeps a little bit of its moisture as it contracts. Mm -hmm. And so it's just way easier to like put the cubes on a sheet tray and then transfer them to a bag, a container, whatever you want to do after they're frozen. And so then I have like a little mini smoothie blender that I do this in. And what I do is I feel, fill it like halfway with the frozen watermelon cubes and then top the rest with the blueberry cubes. So it's probably like a cup and a half of um, watermelon and like a half a cup of blueberries. Got it. And then I add at least eight ounces of liquid, whether that's just water or if we have lemonade, I've been doing that. And then just blend it up. Nice. I think if you have your Vitamix with you, if you have like a high power blender, you could add some ice instead of the water and then maybe do like some simple syrup or some honey or maple syrup to sweeten it if I you like wanted the to. lemonade idea. I'm feeling this. It's just like very, very refreshing. So we've been making those on repeat. And then for dinners... We just have been grilling a ton. I know that you know this, that I love to grill, but also, like, I still feel like our house is shrinking, <laughs> like, with everyone home. I and my brother, why, I can't imagine why. And my brother <laughs> has why. been with us since the start of COVID quarantine, and he's going to be with us for a little bit longer because his college is closed for, on or, like, in-person classes. But there's something about, like, the house is shrinking. And then anytime, like, I try to turn on the oven, I just sweat. Like, I just sweat. There, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter how, like. That was sexy. That was a sexy description. Yeah, wasn't it? <laughs> I'm I do just, not, like, I just glowing. Sweat. I just sweat. <laughs> I'm just moist all over. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry I said that. I apologize. Uh, <laughs> It doesn't, like, literally, the house can be so cold and then, like, with the air conditioner running and the minute I turn on the oven, I'm just like, okay, the whole house is 100 degrees now. So I'm definitely doing whatever I can do on the grill, on the grill, which recently I took my biscuit recipe, which is ba- um, on kitchen. You search Southern biscuits. I go back and forth between cooking them on a sheet pan and cooking them in cast iron skillet, but I cook them in a cast iron skillet on the grill recently. Oh my God, of course you did. And they were so great. I And it like hit my biscuit craving because I haven't wanted to turn on the oven. And I was like, yes, let's just do this. Surprisingly great things to grill. Frozen pizza, no joke. Like if you have frozen pizza and you don't want to heat up your oven, you can totally do it on the grill. We've been grilling tofu a lot. I don't know why. interesting. I've, I've been on this little tofu jag. 
Maybe it's because like meat is continuing to be more expensive and more expensive. But if you freeze it for like about 30 minutes before you grill, it helps prevent the the tofu from sticking to the grill and also helps you get like really great grill marks and get like really crispy tofu on the grill. Okay, not on the grill, but for sort of like bowls. Oh, wait, 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 wait. You're just okay. moving on. You're just like, oh, tofu, here's this little tip. And now you're moving on. Okay, but high flavor, what do you do? Oh, okay. <laughs> so I've been doing like... I know people really are like, you have to press tofu and then like marinate it. I don't have time for that. So what I do is freeze it for like the 30 minutes before grilling and then put like a spice rub on it, which I've just been my, I feel like our house. Yes. Yes. I feel like our house spice blend is smoked paprika, garlic powder, onion powder, and then salt. And I put that on right before grilling, brush the grill grates with a little bit of oil, and then literally over high heat, the tofu thaws and cooks through and gets grill marks in like one and a half to two minutes per side. It's so fast. Genius. Then we serve it with barbecue sauce, like our favorite barbecue sauce, and which is homemade. I feel like that's so obnoxious to say, but I can link to the kitchen recipe where it is. I love homemade barbecue sauce. And you know what? Easier to make than anyone thinks because you don't have to cook it down. Like you get the right balance of like the ketchup, maybe a little Worcestershire, a little brown sugar or molasses. And like it, it's beautiful. And it like cooks in the pot in two seconds. Not really two seconds, but you know Brian is like born and bred North Carolinian and he likes a more mustard and vinegar forward barbecue sauce, which can be actually like hard to find in the grocery store. Although more and more have like Carolina sauces. Um, So yeah, it's definitely like mustard forward, but still a little bit sweet and you don't have to cook it. It's so easy. The spice rubs I totally forgot have also been a real staple for me. And I don't normally do like spice blends, but I bought a whole bunch of them. Zatar, I bought, oh gosh, I can't think of them now, but I'll I'll include them all in the show notes because just throwing that on swordfish and throwing that on the grill has been a huge thing that we've been doing too, which is a lot like the tofu in a weird way. Yeah, right? It's like a meat alternative and it's also kind of super neutral. Like you can make it taste like anything. I want to go back to tofu, but I like not grilled tofu, other tofu. But I want to mention that you shared in an Instagram live recently that you'd bought. It's not really like a spice rub. It's more like a spice. I don't know. What would you call it from Osimo? Is that the name of the brand where it's like lemongrass? Oh, oh, yes. Oils and vinegars worked in there. Okay. All right. So good. I'm totally forgot these. It's Omsum. Omsum. Thank you. Sorry. I could not remember the name of it. And you put it like on pork belly or pork shoulder and grilled it. So it got really charred. Like that sounded so delicious. Totally. So like getting like Parisa, buying pre-made spice rubs. If you want to make a simple one, like the one Megan was just talking about as her house rub, look up Omsum. All of those things that give you like a quick hit of big flavor that you can either just marinate or rub on the meat right before the grill, like have been a lifesaver through grilling season. I agree. Yes. I mean, I kind of think they're a lifesaver all the time. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> totally. <laughs> and I'm a big, like, yes, we always have those three spices on hand so I can fl- season anything. But I actually think trying spice rubs is like a really 
economical way to try out different flavor combinations because you don't have to buy like the indiv- like Omsum, you don't have to buy like the fresh lemongrass and this like specific type of pepper and this specific type of oil. Like it's already all put together. Totally. And especially like, you're a busy parent. I don't one have the like bandwidth to shop for those things all the time. And two, like if my kids don't like it, it's going to be a waste of my time and effort. So it's fun to like try spice rubs and try out flavors that way for sure. A hundred percent. And you know, we always mention a lot of ones that are mail order available, which I actually find more convenient, but I I need to give a shout out to the Frontera grill packs that come. Oh, yes. Those are, I find it very, very high quality, all natural, simple ingredients. You know, everything on the back and fantastic flavor for the fact that they're available at almost any supermarket, at least up here and like up and down the East Coast. Also, I've ordered them on Thrive. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. I like their enchilada sauce a lot. Is that a weird thing to say? No. I don't know why. Like I the like I think their really great. Um, beef taco skillet sauce. It's killer. Yeah. yeah. Okay. The other thing that we've been doing a lot, I I know we've talked about this sort of concept of bowl food before. Okay. You keep saying that we've <clears throat> talked about it. We have not done a bowl food episode. I feel like we've definitely talked about like hummus is yeah, a bowl that's totally. a bowl food episode even pasta is a bowl food we need episode. to do like a bowl food episode we should we should also do <laughs> an episode on Note rice to self. right like rice and is a whole really cool culture yes. lens to look at food through okay so bowl food there's lots of different ways that we do this. Usually I just cook a pot of white rice or brown rice, whatever I have on hand. We've either been doing like ground beef or ground pork seasoned with taco seasoning, or sometimes we're leaning more towards like the ramen seasoning from Jacob's, Jacobson Sea Salt, which I've talked about before, and then like sesame oil and a little rice wine vinegar. Or I've been pan frying tofu. I'll link to a kitchen recipe. You guys, it is so crispy. You put like, you cube tofu, you toss it in a little cornstarch, pan fry it in a little bit of oil. My five-year-old like literally cannot stop eating it. I almost have to buy him his own package of tofu so that he, like there's enough for everyone. So a protein, we do a protein of some kind. You could even do like crispy chickpeas on, on as the protein. And then it's really like a lot more just like chopping. And so like, cucumbers, which are coming out of our garden right now. Um, I've been thinly slicing radishes and doing a quick pickle of those, those pickled red onions from the fridge that are just like always on hand. Um, Sometimes it's like a sliced avocado. Sometimes it's just diced tomatoes or some of those oven dried tomatoes. And the thing that I love about doing bowls for dinner is that everyone gets like exactly what they want. And also weirdly, it's kind of like a meal prep thing. Like if I make a big batch of rice and I cook a whole pound or a pound and a half or two pounds of either the tofu or the ground meat and then like chop up all these vegetables, then I have lunches for the whole, like the whole rest of the week in some form. Whether I like take that meat and those veggies and put them in a a tortilla as a, a wrap for lunch or I make another bowl. It's a weird not meal prepping, but also meal prepping. It's definitely a cook once, eat twice sort of strategy that has been saving me this summer when it's so freaking hot. 
Yeah. And then just honestly, I've been eating a lot of Otter Pops, you know, <laughs> the, like frozen. They're all <laughs> rainbow colors. I, you know, if you've ever listened to the freezer episode, you know that we have like a regular fridge freezer, freezer combo in our, the house. And then we have a garage freezer. So this summer, at one point, I was like, I am going to put all of the like regular food in the garage freezer, like all the leftovers that get frozen. And the inside freezer is just going to be popsicles and just smoothie ingredients. Nice. And ice cream. And that has worked really well for us. Like it's the kids can help themselves to popsicles. Making smoothies is easier that way. Yeah, it's just so good. There was one other thing that I was like, oh, I want to share this. Oh, I know what it was. Like, I've been, I know this is so weird to share. Someone started this thread in the, didn't I just feed you listeners about like the quarantine weight? And we had like a little back and forth about like, should we start a separate channel for this? You know, we have a weight loss episode from last season. Um, But I definitely have started like tracking my food again. I love Tracy Benjamin of Shutter Beans Food Journal for that or like using my fitness pal. I don't have like a calorie goal. I'm just trying to like bring my awareness back to what I'm eating. So I went looking for low calorie cookie recipe and I tried this like the best low fat cookie from Skinny Taste and it actually makes like a really delicious It's totally different from my go-to chocolate chip cookie recipe. It's not like thick and soft and chewy. It's more like has super crispy edges. It's kind of thin, but it's really good. And so we'll link to that. Oh, nice. It's so funny that you brought that up. (laughs) It's funny. I feel like in conversations, we're like talking about weight and like calories and food and all that stuff is just the norm, which it isn't for us. Yeah. Um, sometimes naturally, sometimes mostly very like consciously for our listeners and also for ourselves. But in those communities where it's the norm, those conversations happen at the beginning of summer. <laughs> The beginning of summer with like no mention of it here. We were like smooth sailing. And now I feel like at the end of summer, we are in month what of quarantine. And it's like, it's a lot. And I think it's a lot, not just because of the food. Like that's, I'm really challenging myself to get away from just thinking about it as food and weight, but it's this culmination of stress, stress eating, comfort, needing comfort, not like being able to go to gyms and get exercise if that's one of your outlets, which for me it was. Yeah. Everybody being home, even if you just like to go take a walk and get some fresh air, like logistically it's harder for parents right now. Like it's just been months of that. And I yeah. like, I think we're starting to feel it in our bodies. And I know I am. I, I for sure am. And, you know, food just becomes a way of like getting control again, which is part of what makes it problematic. And for part sure. of probably why we all like have a tendency to start there. Um, yeah. It's just funny that we're ending the summer <laughs> with 
like the conversation. Being like, and oh, by the way, if you're watching what you eat right now, um, as we go into sweater weather. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was thinking. And then the, and then I think of that to myself and I'm like, ah, who gives a heck? Like, but it's that's also, also like a great reminder. Like for me, it's not, uh, it's weight loss isn't necessarily the goal in watching what for I'm sure. eating. It's definitely a control thing. And also I think we're all coming to the realization like, you know, at the beginning, it was easy to be like, oh, it might be six weeks. OK, it might be three months. And now it's like, OK, it could be two more years of some form of this. And like, what do I want my life to look like oh, at the end 100%. of it? And I actually had this reckoning with myself around drinking also, which has nothing yeah. to do with weight and food and all those issues. But just like, do I really want to be like, do I really want to drink every night? There's no problem with that if that's something that feels good and isn't problematic for anybody in their life. But like, I just was like, I want to become conscious. Like, I want to yeah. become conscious of like the choices I'm making around moving my body, how I'm spending my time thinking about reading again. So there's just like a whole lot. Like, I think that's a really great way of putting it that we realize this isn't like a temporary situation that we're like starting to really think about how do we want to shape our lives around this reality yeah so that we can feel good and i'm going to end with something about popsicles that you'll do find it. very funny isaac okay. was like i want bomb pops at one point and i was like no problem went to the market was looking in the freezer section and you know that brand the good pop yes they make bomb pops and they use um, natural dyes and whatever. They're adorable. They taste like lemonade. They're delicious. I brought them home. Isaac saw the box and was like, oh, God, here you go again. I just wanted some <laughs> bomb pops. I was like, these are bomb pops. They're red, white, and blue. They're bomb pops. He's like, no, I wanted just like bomb pops. Like there's a, it's called a bomb pop. Like there's a pop that's called the bomb pop. <laughs> I was like, well, it, that was a brand. And then it became like a thing. And now like any red, white and blue. He's like, no, I just want bomb pops. <laughs> I don't want this like oh, natural lemonade, natural food coloring. Like, can you just go buy bomb pops? Um, he had his moment with me over the bomb pops. I thought it was very funny. But we I feel like I'm going to use that line. Here you go. Here she goes again. I was like, Good. So shout out Aww. to the Good Pop. We are huge fans. <laughs> they also make an Otter Pop-esque popsicle. Uh -huh. And you can buy them on Thrive. They come unfrozen, like with just the yeah. little liquid in the plastic pouch. And I think they're really good. And my brother was like, definitely tastes like health food. He's like, okay. <laughs> stop it, brother. Fair. Isaac, Fair. you need to stop it. <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah. Hilarious. Uh, Without, like, what else is there to say? This is what we're cooking and eating now. We should start a thread so you guys can share what you're cooking and eating now in the listeners group. Um, because we're going to steal all your ideas. <laughs> <laughs> we're curious, too. Because we're hella nosy. Um, make sure you are subscribed to our newsletter to get this week's bonus recipe. Remember, we're going to include that. We're going to include one of these things that we mentioned. It'll be delicious. Um, we also send out a newsletter every Friday with our favorite finds. You can subscribe to our newsletter from a link that we include in our bio on Instagram or just go to didn't I just feed you .com. And be sure to find us on Instagram and Facebook where we're also at didn't I just feed you. Uh, 
in case you need a reminder, because it's been a minute, Stacy is at Stacy Billis and I am at Megan underscore Splon. We'd also really love to have you in our private listeners group on Facebook and you can join by answering the question with the word whiskey or by telling us your favorite cocktail. And if you haven't already subscribed to Didn't I Just Feed You, you might want to do that right now. (laughs) (laughs) We'd love to hear from you too. Click on over to didn'tijustfeedyou.com and leave us a voicemail using SpeakPipe. It's right there under the latest episodes. You'll see a link to it. It says, leave us a voicemail. I pinky promise it's super easy. I know because I left Stacy a voicemail <laughs> to tell her how sexy I think she is. And she loved it. Our music is Good Old Times by Alex Cohen, provided by Jim Endo. A huge thank you to our editor, Samantha Gatsik. I'm Stacy, And I'm Megan. Stay sane and well-fed until next week. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Look for our listeners group on Facebook. The answer to the question is whiskey. Whiskey? You're not allowed to drink whiskey. It's alcohol.